0: I'm Bryce Futch, and I'm Tony Melton, and this is The Way Forward. Welcome to today's episode of The Way Forward podcast. I'm Bryce Futch, here with Father Tony Melton from Christ the King Anglican Church down in Marietta, and we're going to be learning more about his story and how he came here to Marietta and how he became a priest in the Anglican Church. Uh, So yeah, Tony, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. So tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And how did you end up here?
1: Well, I was born in Orange County, California. Lived there for eight years of my life. Um, then my parents moved, uh, my sister and I, to rural Missouri and uh, grew up there. Uh, consider that home, Southwest Missouri, between Springfield and Joplin. Nice. Went to college there uh, to be a pastor and at Southwest Baptist University. Met my wife first day of school, Vandy, and uh, we were married. After our second year,
0: and, oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah. So, how many years is that total for you? I think we're on fourteen.
1: Very nice. Um, a fun journey, and uh, we have four children: Sam, Beck, Beckett, Samuel, Beckett, Rosemary, and Olive. Nice. Um, and uh, lived in Dallas for eleven years as a headmaster of a classical parochial school. Wonderful. And uh, and then came here to plant a church. So. Mm.
0: Very nice, and then you're also a Dallas Theological Seminary grad as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Good old DTS,
1: DTS, that's right. Yep, it was a great school for me. Um, uh, not an Anglican school, sure, so I had to learn a lot, um, you know, through disagreements with uh, with things, but by and large, a great, great institution for me and uh, taught me how to read the Bible.
0: That's awesome. So, tell me about that transition for you from going to DTS to moving into the Anglican church. How did, how did that happen?
1: Um, well, I was raised in Calvary Chapel and other non-denom churches, and, uh, but when I went to Dallas Theological Seminary, I uh, really started to learn the nuts and bolts of what's considered it's called dispensational theology, mm-hmm. and um, just realized how new it was in the history of the church, and one of my first semesters there took a, a class on the history of Christianity, and started reading the church fathers from the first through the fifth centuries, mm-hmm. let's just say, and uh, it was really the first time where I'd ever engaged with them in any intentional yeah, basis. sure. And, uh, heard of them at all, really, or at least were, was paying attention when I heard them. <laughs> right, sure. And the, the sense of dissonance between mm-hmm. what the church was and how they worshiped and how they conceived of their the, the way of yeah. Christ and the way that I was experiencing the church and the faith,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, that sense of dissonance continued to grow until I felt I had to, to find a historic church. And so
0: mm-hmm.
1: long story short, by God's grace, found the Anglican Church and yeah. um, found it to be a place of deep formation, and especially in prayer, and found my vocation for my life. Yeah.
0: So That's awesome. You know, so for somebody fun. who doesn't know, can you kind of explain the difference between Anglicanism and Catholicism? And sure. like what's What sets it apart?
1: Yeah, if people ask me what I am. I, I think my first... It, Answer is generally that I'm a, I'm a Catholic Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of the term. I I, I think that Anglicanism is Catholic, um, but it's not Roman Catholic. Sure. Um, Which is a little C Catholic,
0: right? Instead of big C Catholic, or is it the other way around? Or well, do you, you know, or do you not make the distinction? I don't
1: know that I make the distinction. I you know in some ways Roman Catholic is a bit of an oxymoron. Sure. Because uh, Catholic means according to right. the whole in the Greek, and Roman is kind of a limiting <laughs> term. Sure. So, um, but I. You know, Anglicanism is the is the tradition of the Church Catholic mm-hmm. that really grew out of England, um, just like Roman Catholicism is the tradition of the Church Catholic that grew out of Rome. Yeah, um, so it has its own particular charisms and personality. It's sure, highly influenced by the Celts, um, by the by the Saxons, mm-hmm. um, and the Benedictines also sure. had a really big influence. England was once called the Island of the Benedictines, and so mm-hmm. it. it it just has a different way or or, yeah. or personality to it, but there's a lot of overlap between um, the Anglican Church and the Roman Church. Sure. I think the probably the biggest biggest difference would be in its polity. We just don't mm-hmm. have a we don't have a pope, right? And in that way, I think we're more patristic in that mm-hmm. our bishops um, are, are are over their diocese. Sure. And they, um they meet in council. It's yeah. very much more. Like the uh, Orthodox Church in terms of its right. church structure, um, but we did also go through the Reformation. Mm-hmm. And that's generally what the Anglican Church is known for. All, <laughs> asked yeah. all the time if right. you know what we do with Henry the Eighth. And it's important to know that the Anglican tradition is older than that, much yeah. older. In fact, it, it, at least in uh, in the two the hundreds. Oh wow. um, You know, it's it, the church has been in in yeah. in the British Isles. And wow! With its own Identity and, mm-hmm. and personality, um, but we did go through the Reformation, and so it's it's it is influenced by, um, you know, uh, the Lutheran, the German Reformation, sure, um, so Puritans, and uh, the, those more influenced by Calvin have had their um, their place in the in the formation of modern Anglicanism, right? Um, and so it's a, it's a place that really does catch or provide a home for those who would more hearken back to an earlier time and also those who would consider themselves Protestants. Sure. Um, Many, many people in the Anglican church consider it to be a Protestant thing. Right. It carries both terms.
0: Right. Which I think is great. So I I grew up in a Baptist church and I I went to a dispensational school as well and worked for a dispensational school for a number of years. And uh, I have a lot of respect for that uh, as well, but the, I think I I really got into, I became very interested in Anglicanism, uh, specifically through the Episcopal Church. I went to a very conservative Episcopal Church in upstate New York for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the thing that really got me was the liturgy, right? Like, I do not do a good job of expressing my thoughts to God. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't. It just isn't something that comes natural to me. I know there's some people that that it does. Uh, And that liturgy really helped, I think, connect me on a much deeper level than I had been connected before Uh, Plus, I I love the fact that it's 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 not totally universal, but it is very widespread. So you can sit there on Sunday morning and say, you know, there are thousands of other Christians that are praying these same
1: prayers that I'm praying right
0: now. It's just it brings a lot of unity. It brings a a very unique view of that to the world. Yeah,
1: across space, but also time. Right. The the liturgy that we use is is as you said geographically, um, it's universal, or, or at least. It tends to be, it right. attempts to be that, but but also in terms of time, yeah, you know, it's it's very old and and um, it draws from from the roots of the church that go mm-hmm. back, you know, to the earliest of times. Sure. So, yeah, there's something very powerful about the liturgy, and it does give expression to things that we would hardly ever think right. to express ourselves, and certainly yeah. not with the same beauty, for sure, um, that we do.
0: Yeah, I think the Greek Orthodox, if I remember right, have a very unique view of liturgy where it's it's continual, it's always happening, and it's right. and it's that moment that you come into and join the liturgy. You're not starting and stopping something. You're just you're taking part in what's already happening
1: right. in eternity, right? That's right. I mean, um, this uh, this next Monday is All Saints' Day, mm-hmm. and um, it really is that time in the year where we think about the perpetual nature of the of the liturgy, right? You know, we say in the litur- liturgy that. With angels and archangels and with all the company mm-hmm. of heaven, we laud and magnify that yeah. name. And that, that worship is going on, as we right. see in Revelation, constantly. Right. We merely get to enter and then yeah. are sent out from it. Um, so yeah, it's the liturgy is something that's been deeply influential, informative mm-hmm. for me, and it was also uh, same as you. It was a, it was a thing that that drew me mm-hmm. to the church. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Part of my
0: journey. It's awesome. And the, the best part about being Anglican, too, is if you love Christmas, there's 12 days of Christmas. Like, Christmas sure. doesn't just stop <laughs> on yeah. the 25th. You get yes. the 24th and the 25th, and then you're there for 12 days.
1: Christians it's, know how to feast. It is wonderful. And fast. It's,
0: great. <laughs> it's, it's a great time. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell me about how you ended up in Marietta. What brought you from from the Dallas area to, to here in Georgia?
1: Well, I. Uh... I worked for eleven years in in classical education and really loved that work, um, but I felt a call um, to to work in church planting. Mm-hmm. We looked at some different opportunities, but in the end, um, my bishop, who at the time I was in the Mid America Diocese of the Reformed Episcopal Church, Bishop Sutton, asked me to to fly out to Atlanta mm-hmm. and just see what the Lord did and see if yeah. He confirmed any anything for me. We didn't know we we knew one. We had met one family here, mm-hmm. um, Father Josh Grote and Suzanne and their family, um, but other than that, didn't have any real acquaintances or friends. We'd never been to Atlanta before, yeah. But um, it's hard to explain. But I, I we did feel the Lord's leading here. Yeah. And now, two years later, I can I can see why we felt that because the Lord has been in it since we've arrived. We arrived in July, twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and um, Vandy was. Pregnant with our fourth at the time, and was bedridden from hyperemesis, and oh, it was a very tough landing mm-hmm. to be anonymous, and yeah. to, I'd never church planted and didn't know what I was doing, and um, but the Lord was so faithful to us and really drew near to us, as, and it, that helped us draw near to Him. Yeah. Long story short, um, the church just really kind of exploded, and uh, COVID hit, and Obviously, COVID's not a good thing. <laughs> sure, it was for the church plants Right, um, it, I think it, it really helped people to, to reassess their lives and yeah. to to search for God. Um. So yeah, we we started planting a church mm-hmm. in the. First Sunday was the week after the pandemic
0: hit. Oh man! Yeah, perfect so, time to plant a church. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Lord had a plan. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, so that's why we got here. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then y'all are connected with a with a uh, classical school in Marietta as well. Is that right? Do y'all share a campus with them?
1: We do. Yes, um, my children go there. I coach basketball there, uh, the Stonehaven School. Okay. Yeah, they uh, they've been great friends to the church plants, and mm-hmm. um, I, I think we've tried to be good friends to them as sure. well. So, but there's a there's a good partnership.
0: I yeah. Think. I think that's actually how we got connected was I had some mutual friends in town who had graduated from Hillsdale college and oh, there's, there's a number of, yes, of, there are. of teachers at, at Stonehaven that were Hillsdale grads that also go to your church. And so, yeah. uh, that was how we initially got connected. So that, that's it, pretty cool. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Hillsdale crowd has been great. They also teach at the, uh, the charter school network here in Atlanta. Okay. Um, yeah, Atlanta Classical Academy and Northwest Classical in Kennesaw. Nice.
0: So they're, they're kind of semi-connected. Yeah, there's a, there's a
1: lot of – we have 27 educators, many wow. in classical – most of them in classical education, some of them just in the Christian school movement yeah. at the church. And that's kind Whoa. of been just like a – That's huge. <laughs> huge blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we never have to search for Sunday school teachers. Sure.
0: <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. So tell me about, uh, give me a little more info about you. Uh, what do you enjoy doing? What Do you, do you enjoy reading? What do you,
1: Well, what? at one time in my life, I liked to golf. Sure. I, I, went to, I went to school on yeah. a golf scholarship, and that's pretty much what I did with my time. Um, since having children and planting yeah. churches and doing all that, I rarely have a chance to hit the links anymore. Sure. Um, but I still do enjoy that. Um, Very nice. Being in North Georgia, some yeah. of the most beautiful courses are in this area. For sure. Um, I mean, most of my time is spent with my children if I have free time. Yeah. Um, it's been a pleasure getting to see them grow. Mm-hmm. I have a 10 and 8 year old, 6 year old and a 1 year old. And um, so I enjoy taking them to the baseball fields and sure. playing ghost ball or whatever the case may be. Um, I like to read when I have time yeah. for that. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. tough time in my life to ask about hobbies. Cause sure. Um, you're about to, very to step into this yes. as well. Yes. You have a baby coming on April seventh. Yeah, very excited. So, uh, yeah, your hobby time will <laughs> be <laughs> Yep, for sure. Yeah.
0: What do you uh, What do you enjoy reading? Do you, have a, do you have a favorite book? Favorite author? Anything you Anything
1: that's piqued your interest recently? I I've really enjoyed Dostoevsky. Yeah. In my life, for sure. Um, uh, the Brothers Caves has mm-hmm. been something I've returned to. Yeah. Time and again. Um, Tolkien, of course. I mean, he's he's just him and Lewis have been such a gift to humanity and Mm -hmm. their ability to paint different worlds that have parallel meanings to ours. And um, so, yeah, I think probably the best, the most enjoyable book I've ever read was the space trilogy for Lewis. I just, for some reason that time in my life, I just, sound point it was just such awesome. a fun read yeah
0: i've heard i i never i'm a i've i consider yeah. myself a big c.s lewis fan yeah read a lot of his stuff but i i had never heard of, I of the space trilogy yeah and it seems like within the last six months i've met i don't know seven or eight people that yeah. have said this was one of the best series they have ever read I'm gonna it's add short it to the list. and
1: it's so imaginative I, I really enjoyed that yeah so yeah awesome. I, I enjoy reading that i um I'm trying to think if there's anything else that it would be interesting i don't I'm just not a very interesting person right now <laughs> no, in my, no, in my time of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. We go through those seasons. and There's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Well, thanks so much for, for yeah. sharing your story and, and talking with us today. And Yeah, we look forward to hosting these uh, next few episodes yeah. together.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun. forward to it, Bryce. It's cool. great. Appreciate it. I'm Bryce Futch. And I'm Tony Melton.
0: And you've been listening to The Way Forward.